0: So let's talk about trading and taxes. So this is the second installment in our series Trading as a Business. In our first installment, we talked about the seven things that you need to start trading. So let's uh, do a quick recap here. How to start a successful trading business. You do need a charting software. You do need a broker. You do need a trading strategy, a computer. I recommend having a second monitor. There's a few newsletters that I recommend. And then, of course, we have to talk about trading and taxes. So right now we want to jump in and talk about trading and taxes. Okay, so it's actually more fun than it sounds because I know taxes, we have to pay taxes there are some really cool advantages when the IRS recognizes your trading business as a business. Now, first of all, full disclosure, I am not an accountant and I'm in no way qualified to give you any legal advice or money-saving advice. This is my opinion. This is what I have experienced. I'll give you some resources and I'll also, at the end of this session, I will give you some resources where you can talk to professionals who know what they're doing. Anyhow. Here the advantage is when you do have a business, when when your trading is recognized as a business, you can deduct expenses from your trading income. Now, what are expenses that you can deduct? You can deduct expenses for your home office because you're working from somewhere, right? You can deduct expenses for education. So if you have invested in education, it is possible to deduct this. Now, you can also deduct startup expenses that you have for your business. So there's a few more things that you can deduct. For example, you can deduct organization expenses. And uh, by this, I mean, for example, the cost of forming an LLC. We'll talk about it. Do you need an LLC or not? We will talk about this here in a few moments. But I just want to show you what all is possible when the IRS recognizes you as a business. Okay. So then um, you you have so-called tangible property expense. What the heck does this mean? This means, for example, your computer, which could be a laptop, your monitor and any other thing that you need for your trading business, right? So computer and monitor is the most common here. Now, here's the other cool thing. Like every other business, you can actually deduct expenses of seminars. And if you have to travel to these seminars, travel expenses can be deductible. Again, there's rules and regulations that are applying. I'm not a CPA. Please talk to your CPA or talk to the resources that I'm giving you towards the end of this show here. Okay, what else can you deduct, for example, market data? You know, when you're signing up, for example, for TradingView, you can sign up for market data. It's really not that expensive. But if you're paying 10, 15, 20, 60 dollars a month, depending on what market data you're subscribing to, this is definitely deductible. What else? Stock borrowing fees. So when you're shorting a stock, you're borrowing a stock and your broker is charging you a fee. Now, it's not a whole lot because especially right now, interest rates are are low. So, But there is a fee and you can deduct this from your income. What else? For example, margin interest. If you have a margin account and you, you pay interest on this, again, it's not a whole lot. It's probably just a few dollars, but you can deduct it. So as you can see, there are many advantages of having a trading business. So (laughs) the key question here right now is what qualifies for a trading business? Because think about it this way. Let's say that you're starting trading and you are not yet as profitable as you want to be or you you start growing a small account and you're making, I don't know, maybe $10,000, $15,000, $20,000 a year. And let's say that your expenses are higher then your income. Then you have a loss in this trading entity. When you have an entity, it is on a Schedule okay, I believe, and you can actually offset this with your regular income. So it's really, really cool. This is why I say trading and taxes. It is fun if you know what you're doing and if you are recognized by the IRS, as a trader. So this is called having the trader tax status. Let's talk about this, what is needed so that the IRS recognizes you as a trader. So there is actually a statement from the IRS here under Traders. Special rules apply if you're a trader in securities, which means that you're in the business of buying and selling securities, stocks or options for your own account. The law, the IRS law, considers this to be a business even though a trader doesn't maintain an inventory and doesn't have customers. However, there are some rules. To be engaged in the business as a trader of securities, you must meet all, all of the following conditions. Number one, you must seek to profit from daily market movements in the price of securities and not from dividends. So you have to be an active trader buying and selling. Dividend investors don't count. Your activity must be substantial and you must carry on the activity with continuity and regularity. Now, as you can see, this is as vague as it possibly gets, right? I mean, can you be any more vague? So, this is where the IRS gives you a clarification. And in a moment, I will give you a few guidelines that I found when I did some research of what is considered your trading activity be substantial, because obviously, this year thus far does not help us at all. So this is where the IRS says well we are we are considering the following facts and circumstances when we are determining if your activity in securities is a trading business the typical holding period so Obviously, as a trader, it should be as short as possible. Now, for me personally, for my trading, I typically hold a stock or an option between 5 and 25 days. And there are even some times when I'm holding it less than a week. So that definitely qualifies as a trader. I said, in a moment, I will give you some more guidelines. But let's take a look at this. The frequency of dollar amount of your trades throughout the year, the extent to which you pursue the activity to produce an income or a livelihood, and the amount of time you devote to the activity. And uh, this is where I said, OK, what the heck does it mean? I mean, this is still as vague as possible. So I did some research on the website and I came across one of the website. It's called GreenTraderTax.com. It's a website maintained by Robert Green. And uh, again, he's just saying, OK, how to qualify for this. And here are some golden rules. So there was a court case in 2015, so only five years ago. And this court, court case is being cited by many CPAs to determine whether you, in the eyes of the IRS, should qualify as a trading business. And let's talk about all these different components that we had here. Let's let's break it down here. And again, I'll give you a resource here in, in a little bit where you can talk to a professional. Obviously, I'm not a professional. I'm showing you what I know about it, right? And this is my knowledge and, please, personal opinion here. Seek the advice from a professional. But let's talk about this. So first of all, regarding volume. So regarding volume, it seems that a golden rule there is 720 trades per year. In order to qualify for trade attack status, again, the IRS says you must have a certain amount of volume. So this means 700 total trades per year or 60 per month. And you might say, oh, my gosh, I, I can have 60 trades per month. That is a whole lot. Well, Hold on, not so fast. First of all, here is how a trade is defined. A trade is one trade is to buy a stock or an option and then another trade, one trade is to sell it again. So basically you know that every transaction consists of a buy and a sell, right, or the other way around. So as soon as you trade, it's already two trades in the eyes of the IRS. So this means if you are doing 60 per month, it actually means that you're having only 30 round turns. Now, here's the other cool thing. So for the IRS, uh, in this case, it was determined that scaling in and out does count. Okay? Again, this is my research that I've done here. Please do your own research. But this means, as an example, if you buy 100 shares and then you sell later on, 50 shares at a certain price, and then you sell another 50 shares. So this is how you're closing your position. This counts as three trades. It is not that difficult to get these 60 trades per month. That is here. Again, it's guidelines. Please keep in mind these are not rules. Uh, The IRS will take a look at you. But uh, since there was a court case, this is based on The court case that happened in 2015. I do believe that these guidelines are pretty good. Okay, so this is in terms of volume. Let's see what else uh, is needed. Okay, frequency. So execute trades on close to four days per week. Now, again, not saying that it is super easy to obtain trader tax status, but when you do, as you can see, you have a lot of adv- lots of advantages. So it does make sense. OK, let's see what other guidelines do we have here. So holding period in the court case, the IRS said the average holding period must be 31 days or less. Okay, good. So we already know this. Again, holding period of 31 days, no problem for me at all because this is where I personally hold most stocks between five and 25 days and options. I mean, so we are good to go here. Okay, so here is uh, the other thing, right? Uh, I mean, trades full time or part time. So this is something which I think is a little bit of a gray area, but we should definitely consider it that uh, you are at least considered a part-time trader. Now, here is an important thing where you see part-time and money-losing traders face more IRS scrutiny and individuals face more scrutiny than entity traders. So what does this mean, right? It means that you should be profitable and it seems that having an entity and an entity means an LLC seems to be beneficial. That's what uh, Robert Green writes here. So again, hours spends more than four hours a day, almost every market day on this. Okay, Well, for me, not so, that's not a problem. I, I love watching the markets. You might love watching the markets, and you might actually spend four hours a day. Again, these are guidelines. Keep this in mind. It's guidelines. I will give you a resource here to professional who can help you and see what is happening in your situation. The last two guidelines that we have here is the intention has intention to be a full-time trader, right? So that's the idea. I mean, don't treat this as a hobby, because if you treat it as a hobby, then the RS probably says, well, there's more or less a hobby here. So that's very important. The operations, that's the other thing. So operations has significant business equipment, education, business service, and a home office. What does it mean? We talked about the six things that you need. Yes, you should have a professional software. Yes, you should have a professional charting software. Yes, you should have education. If you're jumping into the markets without any education, without having any investment, any significant investment done in the business, the RSS, well, you're probably just a hobby trader. So it does make sense. To invest money into your business. Now, here's the last thing uh, regarding account size. Account size. It says has a material account size. And again, what well, has material account size here? The recommendation is yet that you have at least a fifteen thousand dollar account. Now, what, what does this mean? It, does it mean that uh, you should not trade if you have less? No. It, it simply means that uh, if you have less than fifteen thousand dollars you probably do not qualify just yet for what they call the trader tax status. Now, I get a lot of information from this website, which is called Green Trader Tax, and uh, Green Trader Tax is a great company. They are offering consultations. One of the challenges here is, or not challenges, uh, just something to be uh, aware of. When you book a consultation with Robert Green or one of his uh, associates, You can book it, and I believe it is like $265, $270 actually. So this might be a great resource to do it. However, there's also another company, it's called Traders Accounting, where you can schedule a free consultation. And if you're interested in scheduling a free consultation, go to rockwelltrading.com slash taxes. When you click on uh, rockwelltrading.com slash taxes, it brings you to this website where you can have a free half-hour consultation. And during these 30 minutes, again, it's free, you will discover uh, how an entity can save you thousands, what are possible deductions, Trader tech status versus investor status, and so on, and so on. Now, very, very important, there are a few qualifications. You need to meet the following requirements in order to sign up for a consult ready to trade out of a business in the next two to four weeks. So this means that you should be close to meeting these requirements. If you haven't even started trading yet, don't book a consultation. It doesn't benefit you at all, right? So but if you are already trading, if you are already making money, if you already have an account that is at least $15,000 or more, if you have spent uh, significant amounts of money on education, on business services, on a home office, on software, on a computer, then it does make sense. So again, do not apply for this free consultation. Really, they won't like you if you're not ready and if you don't meet these criteria. Also, if you already have a business, don't don't ask them for a consultation. They help you to get set up. Okay, so if you have a business, there's probably your, your existing CPA can help you with this. And right now, uh, you must have either U.S. citizenship and or U.S. residency because. These guys, they know their stuff here in the United States. So they might not know the rules in your country, wherever you're from. So if you are in the U.S., this is for you. Again, go to rockwelltrading.com taxes. That brings you automatically here to the free half hour consultation. So long story short, trading and taxes can be fun. Uh, again, if you qualify as a trader and if your are uh, trading qualifies as a business, then you can deduct a lot of expenses, which is really cool. All right, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. And if you could do me a huge favor and rate it, that would mean a lot to me. Just leave a five-star rating and let others know what you think about the podcast. Also, you can go to rockwelltrading.com slash social, where you'll find links to all of my social media accounts, as well as event info, blogs, and other cool updates I have for you. Thank you so much for listening and remember to join me next time. Until then, have a great time and I'll talk to you soon.